Hey, thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you in part by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Coming up on today's show, we've got Jacob Rude in from Locked On Hoosiers. He's going to talk about Indiana's hot start on the hardwood, as well as every other team here in the Big Ten as we've got another big week of important basketball, not just pushover games around the conference. That's coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen of the day. Once you're done here, be sure to head on over to Locked On Hoosiers, where Jacob Rood is every day of the week, Monday through Friday, updating you on everything you need to know on the Indiana Hoosiers. Jacob's in here on the show today to help talk a little basketball with us. It's been a little bit of a crazy start to the season in the Big Ten. We haven't had a ton of time to talk to it with all the football stuff going on, but now that that's going to slow down, we're going to get to dive a little bit more into what the Big Ten provides on the hardwood this season. And we've started to do that a little bit. We'll continue to do it here with Jacob, as there have already been a whole lot of really big Big Ten games, Jacob, but there's also a lot going on this week. I want to start first with Indiana, though. Just suffered a loss last week to Syracuse for the first loss of the season, but before that, Hoosiers had looked really good and, and had been playing some really good basketball. Uh, it's been Trace Jackson Davis has been outstanding again. I mean, I won't get too far into it. I'll let you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about what's been so good about these Hoosiers to start off the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, the defense, when just kind of looking at the whole team, uh, was suffocating, I guess, early on. That was a word I kind of constantly used, just uh, turning teams over, just not letting them uh, contesting all the shots, not letting them get open looks, everything of that nature. Um, there were a couple different times where they were holding teams without shots or without points for 10 minutes at a time. That Louisiana game was one of the, the best examples of that. And then uh, the worry for a lot of that was the offense didn't look great. And then that Syracuse game you mentioned, they scored 110 points, albeit in double overtime. But uh, it kind of flipped a little bit. Uh, the offense started playing well. Now it's just kind of a mixture of finding a blend of both those, the defense from early in the season, the offense from a couple games there. Um, but everything with this team centers around Trace Jackson Davis. Like you said, he's been – I've run out of words to describe him, basically. Um, he's been phenomenal. He had he set the Assembly Hall scoring record uh, against Marshall with 43 points and then followed that up against Syracuse a couple days later in that double overtime game um, and scored 31 points. So he's been phenomenal. Uh, he's been one of the best players in the country, let alone the Big Ten. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun to watch him and to watch his team. Basically, uh, there were a lot of questions about Mike Woodson coming into this year, and 
uh, he's passed everything with flying colors so far. Everything's just kind of been accelerated from what we thought it would be this season. I want to get back to players and maybe you mentioned Woodson there for a second. I mean, he was a guy who was brought in and had question marks around him from the start, just because he, he was an NBA guy, hadn't done this college thing before, but he comes in and immediately makes an impact in a way that honestly, no other coach in the country had in being able to keep his players out of the transfer portal and staying at school. I mean, guys like Jackson Davis were coming back because of whatever it was that he told them right when he got there. So he impresses in that regard. He comes out and impresses at the start of the season on the hardwood. I mean, I was one of the skeptics. I didn't believe in Mike Woodson as a college basketball coach. Again, just because I hadn't seen it before and we had seen so many people fail to make that transition. Why is it that he has done such a good job, at least with what's happening on the court? I don't know if I can't expect you to know what happens behind the closed doors, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a skeptic, to be honest, about right. what uh, about what he was going to bring, because it was just such a big unknown. Um, it's easy to do it. And I shouldn't say easy. It's one thing to do it in the NBA. It's another thing to do it in college. Uh, he's won everyone over right now. He is absolutely loved within the fan base. Um, and a lot of it's been just getting buy-in from the players. Uh, you mentioned him just keeping everybody at the beginning or at the beginning of his tenure. Trace Jackson Davis said he had nine toes out the door when mm -hmm. Mike Woodson got there and was able to bring him back. Um, and just getting guys to, to just buy in right away, believe in what he's preaching, uh, believe in um, like in the defense. That's just always such a hard thing to teach. And for this team to immediately uh, come in, uh, believe what he's kind of selling them. And there's guys flying all over the court, diving for loose balls, um, just stuff like that that you typically don't see from uh, a program with a first year head coach. Um, so it's been a lot of that. He's he. He has a not even sure what the just kind of a confidence to him that like isn't normal for first year college head coaches. I, I I would attribute it to him being in the NBA, obviously. And like on Saturday against Nebraska, um, IU looked awful to start, and he just pulled every starter and put in the bench, and they went on a run, and uh, he put the starters back in, and they finally got things together and pulled away in the second half, but it's stuff like that where it's not normal for a lot of first-year head coaches to be able to do that and get a response from the team. And uh, just the way he's in, kind of empowered the kids, empowered the team has led to, I think, a lot of those, uh, a lot of that on-court success. He's done a great job. And I, I mean, it was just, uh, I think the biggest surprise, I don't know if it was a doubting of Mike Woodson as a coach really, but, I mean, this is the Indiana basketball job. This is like the LSU-USC job of college football. I mean, Hoosiers are supposed to be able to get a kind of whoever they want kind of name out there. They went with Mike Woodson, somebody who was, I mean, available, right? <laughs> it's not like he was in high demand. So there was going to be a lot of questions around that hire. But again, as you said, he's won everyone over there in Bloomington, and he's at least through the start of the season – starting to prove that he is a fit here nationally as well, at least with the wins that Indiana has gotten.
so far. But we'll talk more about the Hoosiers and everything else. And what's going on here in this week of basketball is really the reason why we got you here to talk hoops with us, Jacob. This upcoming week, there's a lot of Big Ten games that we can talk about people playing. There's a lot of just really good non-conference games outside of the Big Ten that's going on in this like one week patch here where we have just a really, really onslaught of quality basketball. We're going to get into all of it, but but just before we really dive into it in a moment on the show, what's something that you're really looking forward to uh, this week as you take a look at that schedule and everything that's on it? I mean, within the Big Ten, I can't say I'm looking forward to IU going to Wisconsin because that's <laughs> been a, a cursed place for the Hoosiers for a really, really long time. It's been, I can't remember the exact date. It was in the 90s, the last time IU won at Wisconsin. But uh, I just enjoy kind of this part of the schedule where we start to get the conference games, the the big conference matchups. I know Wisconsin plays later in the week against Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And just seeing these teams after seeing them play everyone else, um, see them now come into conference, it kind of feels like when things really start happening. Um, so within the conference, it's definitely, um, I think that's probably the biggest matchup of the week is the because I believe both Wisconsin and Ohio State are ranked. Yeah. Um, I I can't say I look forward to any Purdue game, even if they're the number one team either, because <laughs> it's Purdue. But uh, it's it's going to be an interesting challenge. Uh, I know Hoosier fans have experienced being a number one team, and you suddenly have a pretty big target on your back. So uh, in that sense, every Purdue game is going to be interesting just because you're going to get the other team's best shot. Uh, so it it's a tough challenge that uh, I, at some point I would assume Purdue will slip up, but it, it's just kind of that waiting game of seeing how they handle that challenge is always to me. Whenever whoever's ranked number one, I enjoy watching them. Also because those teams are generally just really good, but uh, watching those teams and seeing uh, the best shot that the the opponent will give them that night. I do want to talk about that Wisconsin-Ohio State game. I want to talk about some more of the games inside the Big Ten and also, as I mentioned, just around the non-conference schedule this week, too. We're going to do all of that with David here in just a minute. You're listening in to Locked On at Big Ten. Well, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. On this one, knowledge about the Big Ten conference and what's going on. Well, when you're going to your cell phone company, you choose for the power of saving money without, of course, giving up that quality. That's why you choose Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile, you get a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all your favorite episodes of Locked On Big Ten. You get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can use all of that power that you have the access to with your plan. And with all that money you'll save and the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful can you Become switched to Boost Mobile to find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch over to America's largest 5G networks. More power to save with Boost Mobile. Today's show is brought to you in part by Prize Picks. We've told you a little bit about Prize Picks before if you've been listening in. This is a new way to play daily fantasy sports. They have more college opportunities out there with players from Power 5 and mid-major schools that you could 
be able to play fantasy sports with out there on the site for you to try out. It's a new way to play fantasy and more options for the college sports fan especially. So head on over to prizepicks.com. Use our promo code locked on when you get there to get a match on your first deposit. And of course, start making some money playing daily fantasy right now. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference Monday through Friday, every single day of the week. Alongside our co-host today, Jacob Brood, and the host of Locked On Hoosiers every single weekday, Monday through Friday. If you need to know Indiana stuff, give the show a follow once you're done here. Jacob's in with us to talk a little bit of hoops. We talked Hoosiers. We talked a little bit about how things are looking going into this busy week of Big Ten basketball, Jacob. But I want to dive a little bit closer into some of these individual matchups now. You mentioned before we went into our break, Ohio State hosting Wisconsin on Saturday this week. Buckeyes are number 21 in the country. Wisconsin's at number 22. Both teams were unranked earlier and have played their way into those rankings by way of just straight up winning. Ohio State knocked off Duke. Wisconsin has been one of the more entertaining teams in all of college basketball, really, to watch at the start of this season. I really just want to hear what you have to say about what both of these teams have been doing. Start wherever you want, because as I mentioned, both these squads have been really fun to watch to start up this season if you've been keeping track of the early college basketball. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ohio State's probably the the name uh, more people might be familiar with after beating Duke last week. Um, and they've been a, a really fun team. EJ Liddell over there uh, has uh, been great for them, um, averaging over 20 points per game. And uh, I think really it's been a lot of what you would kind of expect from these two coaches and these two programs. Wisconsin always is going to be kind of that more deliberate, um, work the ball for the best shot type of uh, offense that, drives you nuts when you're playing them especially when you're losing because uh it's impossible to come back against them it feels like as they uh, are always so uh, kind of meticulous they don't turn the ball over um and it's it's the way that they've always done things it feels like forever um ohio state's one of the best um offenses in the country this year they're seventh in kim palm in adjusted efficiency so uh, just really across the board offensively, Ohio State's been really good this season. They don't, they actually play at a little bit slower pace than uh, Wisconsin. So uh, if you don't like fast paced basketball, this might be the game for you. But it's two great teams. Wisconsin, like you said, has been um, fun to watch. Johnny Davis and Brad Davidson over there um, combined 36 points per game. So one of the best duos in the Big Ten this season. It's going to be an exciting game to watch because, like you said, it's two teams that weren't ranked to start the year, were able to work their way into the rankings. So it's two programs, two teams playing really well. Um, And it's always fun to see kind of programs like that that are playing well early on, uh, kind of taking swings at one another and see who's able to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Ohio State obviously had the biggest win, but I've been more impressed with what the Badgers have put together just as an overall resume. I mean, Ohio State, they put together a great game, but they won against a team at home in a way where, I mean, I think Duke was only favored by about three points in that matchup. Again, it's obviously not to take away from what the Buckeyes did, Mm -hmm. but for Wisconsin to go out in wherever it was, were they in Vegas for the uh, Maui tournament? Anyway, wherever 
it was that they were playing. They won in neutral site games right off the bat to start the season. And again, it's really just how they've done it and how guys like Johnny Davis and Brandon Davison have looked so good in a way that it just makes me more excited to see what Wisconsin's going to do here. Ohio State a heavy favorite, though, as they go into that game on Saturday. So we'll see what both those teams are made up, made up of when they face off over on the weekend. Another game on that Saturday, I want to talk about other team just in general. I'm interested in hearing opinions on early in this season is Illinois. On that same Saturday, the Illini are at home facing off against number 11, Arizona. That'll be a later afternoon game on Saturday after Ohio State and Wisconsin finishes up. I asked Asher about Illinois last week here, Jacob, on the program because it's a confusing team to me, a team that's gotten some respect nationally but loses a lot of talent, if you ask me, and has shown that early on in the season. Now, there have been plenty of bright spots with Illinois, too. But this is an opportunity for the Illini to prove some of the doubters, myself included, wrong. I'm interested to hear just what your overall thoughts are on what Illinois is as a basketball team this season, because I feel like just as a consensus, the media hasn't really figured that out yet. I haven't figured it out either. So yeah. uh, it's been confusing is the word I was going to use to describe them. Uh, Cause I'm not entirely sure what to make of them. Um, certainly when Kofi Coburn was playing there, um, a really good team. And uh, I mean, still, I would say one of the best teams in the big 10 kind of on talent and what they've been able to do the last couple of seasons, but yeah, it's been a little, kind of hot and cold with them this year, uh, trying to figure out what version or what they are this season. Uh, when you have somebody like Coburn on the team, I mean, you have to play through him. He's one of the best players in the, in the conference and he's been, he's been good. Uh, he's all, he only missed a handful of games. I think it was early on in the year. It was one of their losses. I know that he did not play him, but still 24 points and 11 rebounds certainly hasn't been the problem. Um, it's just kind of been filling in those holes. Like you said, the talent they lost, trying to figure out the roles that new guys are going to step up in. Um, and it's been interesting to try to figure out what this team is because, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, statistically, they look good. It's just kind of a matter of, um, figuring out how all these pieces fit together. And like you said, that Arizona game is going to be a big chance, assuming everybody's healthy. I mean, they have a, a tough week tough week in general. They play yeah. Iowa as we're recording this and then Arizona later in the week. So uh, it's going to be kind of a prove-it week for them, I think, and uh, trying to, as you said, prove doubters wrong and prove that they're a team – kind of worth all the accolades that they've had thrown their way the last couple of seasons. Well, Illinois was there at the start of the season, hadn't been able to so far step up and jump into that national contender combo. Michigan, I mean, even more so, we can talk about the Wolverines at some point too. But the only team in the Big Ten that really has answered the call so far has been that Purdue Boilermakers squad. It's obviously the, one of the biggest teams in the country. It's one of the most talented teams in the country. And right now it's looking like the best team in the country, at least to start off the season. We know the Boilermakers have those signature wins. We know this team has looked so good to start. I got to ask you as someone who, who keeps a little bit of a special eye on that school and those teams, Jacob, what is the weakness for 
the Purdue Boilermakers. How do you beat this team? <laughs> that is a tough question because they're such a fascinating team in the fact that arguably, well, two of their maybe three best players can't really play on the court together at the same time. And uh, it's just, it, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to make of this Purdue team in terms of how you beat them because they look really, really good. I keep kind of watching them with an eye on how is this Indiana team going to beat them? And it's an Indiana team that doesn't have a ton of size. And when you're looking at uh, Zach Eady and Travion Williams, like good luck trying to beat that team without a ton of size. Um, it's a, uh, and that's not even mentioning Jaden Ivy, who might be the best player on the team this season. And one of the top kind of prospects, one of the top players nationally this year. So it's a, it doesn't feel like they have uh, many weaknesses. This is killing me to say, but it doesn't feel like they have a ton of weaknesses. It feels like right now they may be their own worst enemy. I've seen, I watched Caleb first play in high school. I covered him a bit in high school. And to think that he's just kind of another guy on that team that's able to come in and give you eight points, eight rebounds and 24 minutes a night. Um, they have the shooting, they have the scoring, they have the bigs. Um, I'm not really sure uh, how you beat this team. Uh, there, there's going to be slip-ups. I'm not saying they're unbeatable. There's going to be slip-ups throughout the year, but um, it's it's a team that's fascinating, and it's a team that is really, really good. They're, they're worthy of that number one ranking. It's going to be interesting to see how – Big 10 teams attack them because, I mean, obviously you have a little bit more familiarity with players, with programs and coaches when you get into conference play. So um, there might be small things you might be able to pick at that could expose some weaknesses within this team. But um, right now I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the weakness is because it certainly feels like um, their, their mix of talent and depth is going to be hard for a lot of teams to overcome. Today's show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to keep everyone happy. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so, so much more. When you use the code college, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free with your order. No extra charge. We've heard all about the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Take advantage right now. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code college. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. Yeah, it's uh, the kind of, I think the depth and size is really, really ends up being the, the kind of killer that there are so few teams mm-hmm. that are as good as Purdue, even forget the depth, just as good as Purdue at the top. And there are even fewer teams out there that are going to be able to match up just body to body with what the Boilermakers bring out there. Then you throw on top the fact that this team's going to be able to go eight, nine deep any game that it wants to. And it really is just kind of a perfect storm of things that, really, really beats down on any kind of an opponent over the course of a 40-minute basketball game. 
And I think you're right. It's just the fact that Purdue has a little bit of all of it and is going to be able to do it while at the same time being bigger than you, which is just one of those random advantages that some teams get every once in a while. Purdue has all of it. And again, Boilermakers are looking pretty near unstoppable at least through the first few weeks of this college basketball season. Uh, Jacob, bigger picture question here before we let you go. As far as just everything we're talking about right now, it's still the start of December, and that'll be repeated time after time again as teams do really well, as teams struggle, as whatever your team does, does whatever it's going to do. You're going to be reminded that there's still a long time left to go in the season. I've always been a believer that you should buy in and invest a little bit more of what you think about your team into these than I, some people say. But but where are you at with like how much this matters as we go into what is start a Big Ten play, start of everything that really matters in college basketball and down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, I'm the proponent that kind of everything – Every game matters in its own way um, and how, and I feel these games are, I mean, these games a lot of times are going to be important when it comes, whenever selection Sunday is in March and you're looking back in a game, you thought, Oh, that was an all right loss or, Oh, that you can kind of write that off and you look back and um, suddenly that loss looks a lot worse or a win you didn't think much of at the time suddenly looks a lot better. So um, I'm of the belief that each of these games, even if it doesn't matter for your resume, just in the way you play it, what you're able to find out about your team, you have, you have a very finite amount of games to uh, play each season. So um, I think each one of them matters in its own way. Um, and especially early in conference play, you can kind of set a tone for what your conference season is going to be. And uh, like with the Hoosiers on Saturday to, to kick off Mike Woodson's era with a win and kind of get that out of the way, those types of things I think they matter. And it's not a question you're going to have to be asked all the time and things of that nature. So uh, it's obviously unique to every team and to every program, but yeah, I'm firmly of the belief that these games are important. Every conference game specifically is important. And uh, this is kind of how you build toward the end of the season to be playing your best basketball by March and hopefully April. Yeah, I, I'm, it's not a matter of the wins and losses even. It's more with me just the idea that what you said, you only get a finite amount of games, and especially at this time in the season, these first two months. I mean, listen, when, as I look forward on the schedule, Illinois plays St. Francis next Saturday, I'm sure the Illini are going to have plenty of notes on things they can work on at practice after that game. It is not the same as the experience that they're going to get. Again, as we're talking, we're kind of people listening will already know what happened in the Illinois Iowa game. They've been getting a lot of that over the last couple of weeks in the show. <laughs> so they're getting used to that. But again, as we're talking, Illinois Iowa is happening. It's a little bit of a different kind of learning experience playing against another Big Ten team compared to what they'll be doing against St. Francis next week. As far as just the quality basketball. Yes, you can learn things about your basketball team when you're playing these no-name schools. But as far as learning about how to really win college basketball games, I feel like there's something a little bit different than comes out when you're playing against that next level of competition. And it's the reason why big schools in college basketball schedule big games off the bat. We don't see this in football. Football needs more time to tweak and work on things and be ready for the big game. Basketball, you can kind of throw people into the fire a little bit more and get a little bit more 
of a messy idea of what your team needs to work on and people take advantage and it obviously ends up benefiting all of us being able to watch it. Uh, Jacob Rude with Locked On Hoosiers is obviously on that podcast, just like we do it on Locked On Big Ten Monday through Friday with everything you need to know on the lo- or Indiana Hoosiers on Locked On Hoosiers show. Uh, Jacob, before we let you go, remind everyone anywhere else they can get anything that you're up to. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter just at LO underscore Hoosiers. And we're on Instagram at Locked On Hoosiers. Um, if you want to follow me, it's just at Jacob Rude, but Fair warning, there's about an equal equal amount of Lakers tweets, as that's also what I cover, uh, as there are IU tweets. So uh, I would recommend the, the Locked on Hoosiers Twitter account, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Yeah, and again, be sure to follow the show wherever you're listening to this one once you finish up with the episode today, which is right now. You've been listening into Locked on Big Ten. Thanks again, Jacob for coming in with us to join us here on our Tuesday show. We'll have you back in again soon as I'm sure Indiana is going to be doing all sorts of stuff and we're going to have all sorts of college basketball to get into as football starts to wind down. I did, I, we didn't really get to mention that that much. How are you feeling after that football season? <laughs> the less said, the better. And uh, as, as we were, as we we're recording yesterday, uh, Michael Penix entered the transfer portal <laughs> Certainly sounds like he is done at IU. Uh, as I, I, I mentioned it uh, at the top of Locked on Hoosiers for Monday, but I'm not sure there's a scenario you could have told me in August or September that would have ended with Michael Penix entering the transfer portal by the end of the season. So uh, it's IU football. <laughs> we learn every year that it is uh, as frustrating as can be, but I'm glad the basketball team is good. That is that is what I'll say there. You know, it'll be fun to be back in Assembly Hall and get some uh, wins back mm-hmm. under the belt as Indiana goes throughout that season for sure. And again, Mike Woodson has done a good job, at least in making the Hoosiers fans believe that there's going to be plenty of those wins to celebrate. Again, Jacob here with us on Locked On at Big Ten today. Thank you again. I'm Nate Dickinson. We'll be back tomorrow here on Locked On Big Ten with whatever happens in the conference up until then. Thanks for tuning into the show today, and thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and, of course, just like all the Locked On podcasts, available on all platforms.